Thank you for joining us as we walk with God. This is Brenda McCord. Walt and I are thankful for this opportunity to participate with The Awakening in America, an outreach of the Himmelreich Memorial Christian Library. Friends, Walt and I will lead a Bible study tour in the land of Israel. We will walk where Jesus walked, and we would love to meet you in person in Israel. The dates for the trip are November 8th to the 19th in 2022. That's later this year. Check out the link for the Walk with God Israel tour in the show notes below. Greetings, friends. Welcome to Walk with God. Walt and I are glad you've joined us today. You know, as each of us enter the world, we begin to walk a journey, right? Life is a journey. And the paths of our journeys are filled with twists and turns. There are even bumps in the road. Our roads are filled with joy and sorrow. And these are just a part of life's journey for everyone. Well, through this season of our podcast, Life's Journeys, we are looking at the people in the Bible. They give us very real examples of what journey looks like in our lives. And so we'll continue today with Abram's journey. You know, God called to him, and we're going to look today at just some highlights from his life beginning in Genesis chapters 12 and 13. Genesis 12, 1 says, Now the Lord said to Abram, Go forth from your country. God called to Abram. He had a call for him. And then it's beautiful because in verses 4 and 5, Abram went forth as the Lord had spoken to him. He followed God's call in his life. It's it's almost that friendship, right? Mm-hmm. A friend yeah. called out to him. God called to Abram, and Abram trusted him. He was one he could trust. And at this time in his life, Abram was 75 years old. That's pretty old. Can you imagine that? To I mean, start, just saying, all right, here yeah, we go, God. Let's journey, go. A journey like that, right? Yeah. They're in Haran. And they're going to be going, the scripture tells us here in Genesis 12, to the land of Cana. He took along Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his nephew. And even as they came into the land of Canaan, they came to Bethel. They continued on toward the Negev. And then we see dropping down to Genesis 13, verses 12 and following, Abram settled in the land of Canaan. And I love these words, God came to him. Again, this idea of friendship. There's a conversation that goes on between God and Abram. God says, now lift up your eyes and look from the place where you are. Look northward and southward. Look eastward. Look westward. All the land that you see, I will give it to you and to your descendants forever. Yeah, Brenda, and as we read these verses in Genesis, um, we realize some key things about Abram and his journey and, um, and his friendship with God. God called Abram to a new place, and it was different. And Abram struggled with this. I mean, he, he was used to living by great rivers, the Euphrates. 
And uh, when he got scared, he would go to another great river, down to the Nile. Um, but God had called them to a place, a place where he would have to trust him. And, and God journeyed with Abram. I, I love even the story starts with Abram's father, Terah, um, goes part way, goes really about halfway, and then settles there and won't continue on. But, but God's journey with Abraham, he's going to direct him and challenge him to do what his dad didn't do with obedience. He's going to challenge him to a path. And I love as we get to Genesis chapter 15, God comes to Abram in a vision and he says this, don't fear Abram, I am a shield to you. Remember that. I am a shield to you. Your reward shall be very great. And and God tells Abram, your heir will come forth from your own body. He shall be your heir. And and God took Abraham outside, Abram outside, and said, now look towards the heavens and count the stars. I mean, just imagine this. So shall your descendants be. So God said, I want you to look at my creation, and I want you to count it. You know, a very, very practical lesson, right? Yeah, start counting the stars up in the desert sky at night with no no light around. Uh, there's a few. There, there, there's a few. You're going to have to use more than just both your all your fingers and toes. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna take you a while. And and here's this amazing response from Abram. Um, though he didn't do it perfectly, at this point, God puts like a stake in the ground. And, and then he, Abram, believed in the Lord, and God reckoned it to him as righteousness. This man took a step of faith, and he obeyed the Lord. Um, the Lord's called to a journey, even a difficult journey from his hometown to the land of Canaan. And he moved his family and his tents and his servants and his livestock, and he walked to an unknown place. Uh, the Lord promised to be his shield, and he promised Abraham, Abram a good, great reward. I'm, I'm keep moving ahead to Abraham, sorry. But, but it, 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 well, it's kind of something easy for us to do, you know. Yes. But yes, we are trying to stay with, with his given name, not God's name for him. But that's okay. That's as we're walking through this part of the story. Yeah, and, and, and Abram's walk wasn't perfect. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, and, and the same's true with us. Our walk's not perfect. He made mistakes. We make mistakes. You know, one of the things that he repeatedly did a number of times is he deliberately lied about his relationship with Sarai, um, putting her in, in real danger. And, and he struggled with doubt as the years went by and no someone was born. I, I think that's understandable at 80, 75. And then when Abram's 86 years old, um, Sarai gives, her, um, gives to Abram her Egyptian handmaid, Hagar, and so that Abram might have a child. And um, at 86, he has Ishmael born to him. And we know what... This caused much friction between Sarah and Hagar. And, and while he's on this journey, in reality, it's a journey of flawed faith. And actually, uh, the hall of faith might be called the hall of flawed faith, because even the greatest of, of those that are in there, including Abram and including Sarah, even those that are included in that Hebrews 11 passage, they have flaws, and, and, and so do we. Um, sometimes um, we make mistakes, sometimes really big mistakes. Yeah, and it's true for each of us in our journeys. And even as you pointed out, that hall of faith in Hebrews 11 is 
actually there to provide as it were, an example, um, comfort, because what we can, we know we have a God we can run to, right? And so I, I pause here just for a head to heart and ask this question. Is there, is there something in my life? Is there something in your life that we need to confess and ask for the Lord's forgiveness? You know, first John one nine tells us if we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We have such a gracious, a merciful, a loving God, and he waits for us to come back. He's always that gentleman, but he wants us to come back. Why? Because he's a friend. He wants us to have that conversation. He wants us to speak the truth to one another in love. Confess my sin. Confess your sin and return to that sweet fellowship, that sweet friendship with him. What an amazing God we serve. Yeah, and and as Abram continues to advance in years, when we get to Genesis chapter 17, he's now 99 years old, and he still doesn't have this son of promise. I know, and I, you know, when you say that, well, 24 years, that is such a long time. You know, someone has promised you something. Okay, so you're thinking, well, that'll come in a couple of years, right? Well, then now you hit the five-year, the 10-year, the 15, 20. I mean, that he is at 24 years waiting for God to fulfill this promise. Yeah, and, and this chapter, chapter 17, reveals God's covenant with Abram. Now, he'd already made promises. He already had blessed Abram. But but now God is going to change the names of Abram and Sarai. And, and let's continue in the story and look at Genesis 17. Verse 1 says this, where the Lord appears to Abram. I love the words of the Lord here. He says, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless. And this is the first time the Lord uses this personal name of El Shaddai, God Almighty. And he uses it to identify himself, even in the part of this covenant and the promise. He's saying, I'm God Almighty. Is there anything too difficult for me? Mm. I'm the all-sufficient God. Mm -hmm. I I can do what I promise to do. And, And I love this. One theologian called him, he's the God of more than enough. Yeah, and he's truly an amazing God. You know, when we've looked closely at the names of God, we recognize how they do give an identity and bring, um, as it were, a 3D factor to who our God is. He is God Almighty. And here he is calling Abram to walk with integrity before him. He says, walk before me, be blameless, walk with integrity And then as we continue down through Genesis 17, he says, Abram, your name shall now be Abraham. My covenant is with you. No longer will we call you Abram, but your name will be Abraham, for I have made you the father of a multitude of nations. And so it makes sense. Walt is always good at taking us to what's the meaning of a name. And so Abram means exalted father. And in this verse here in Genesis 17, 5, Abraham 
father of a multitude, father of many. And, and Brenda, it's, it's just, remember, it's, he's 99 and he gets this name change. The one is, you're going to be an exalted father. Well, he had Ishmael. Is, is that it? No, there's more coming. And then he says, you're going to be the father of many. And he's told, actually, he's going to be the father of many nations. Um, this is an amazing promise. And he called Abraham, he called him what? To journey to a new land. And then he gave him a new name. And now Abraham, he has walked this walk of faith. He is trusted in God. He said, I, I believe that you're true. I believe that what you're saying is true. It's been a long wait. A lot of years have gone by. And, and Abraham, that's not the only name change that's going to happen in this text. I love it. And then God says to Abraham, he's now changed his name, to fifth, in verse 15, As for Sarai, your wife, you shall now call her Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. I will bless her, and indeed, I will give you a son by her. Uh, remember, she is... Also, she's age 89 right now. Sarai's name, her name means princess, which would give us that impression of royalty. But as her name is referred to as Sarah, a noble woman, one who has matured, a woman who has walked into, as it were, that promised place. And God did promise the birth of a son to this elderly couple. In Genesis 17, verse 19, God said, Sarah, your wife will bear you a son, and you shall call his name Isaac. And Abram fell on his face and laughed. And, and then, and this isn't a laughter of like, <laughs> how can this be? This is a laughter of delight. It, can this really take place? I love that that laughing, not at God, but with God. How 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 strange and how unusual to have a child at a hundred. Yeah, and it takes us back up to what well, what you shared earlier from Genesis seventeen one. I'm God Almighty. I am El Shaddai. I am the All Sufficient. I am the God of more than enough. And yet, that phrase you shared with us is anything too hard for God? Is there anything He is not able to do? And so, at this point, Abraham is like. If it's going to happen, God, it's going to be because of you, because this old body of mine as a man, and I'm looking at my wife, she is barren. She has not had a child in 89 years of life, and you're telling us we're going to have a son. He was 99 years old, and now we need to talk about it when this name change occurred, God is doing another piece of his work in this relationship, this friendship between God and Abraham, and he's giving his covenant. His covenant of promise is sealed with circumcision. And that is a physical procedure that occurs with the male. God chose this procedure of circumcision as a mark to promise of his promise to Abraham and to all those who would come after him. It was something that was a step that was taken in an infant son 
and now for Abraham, he was actually going to be circumcised at this age in his life. God changed his name to Abraham. He called for him to be circumcised and all the males in his house. That also included Ishmael, his first son to Hagar, the Egyptian maid. God changed his wife's name to Sarah, and God promised Isaac would be born. And this is one of the ways that God is going to differentiate between Abraham's descendants and the descendants of all the pagan tribes around there. And and many of them had just unbelievably wicked sexual practices, but God's saying, "Um, I not only control all of you, I control the sexual part of you. And, and, And Abraham has to trust God. And even given this covenant of circumcision, in the midst of the promise of his son. But again, Abraham was not a perfect man. And in Genesis 20, he again lies about his relationship with Sarah and his conversation with Abimelech, who's the king of Gerar, really um, the the next major town down the street from Beersheba. Um, And he tells the king, she's my sister, when in reality she was his half-sister. Um, and yet Abraham, in the midst of this twist in the journey, he seems to forget about God's earlier promise in Genesis 15, where he said, don't fear, Abram, I am a shield to you. And we see once again the hand of God in Abraham and Sarah's life. God guarded Sarah from Abimelech, and Abimelech um, is told in a dream that Sarah was a married woman, don't touch her. I'm truly God was so gracious to Abraham and he protected Sarah. And truly God is so gracious to us. Um, God will protect and provide. Uh, Sometimes he leads us through very difficult circumstances, but he wants to guide us and direct the steps of your journey, especially in those dark and difficult times. Uh, Yep, we all struggle to trust him. Our, Our faith is weak. We probably all need to pray, Lord, I believe Help thou my unbelief. And we take matters into our own hands. We, we want to fix things. We want to run ahead of God. Yeah, and as we summarize, as we've walked through Abraham's life today, uh, we've actually just kind of jumped from mountain peak to mountain peak, right? But Abraham's life had many twists and turns, and they're covered in these chapters beginning at the end of chapter 11 through to chapter 21 as Isaac is born. But we see the journey began in Ur of the Chaldeans with his father, and Terah was called. He was called to go to the land of Canaan, but he decided to settle in Haran, and he died there. And then God came to Abram, and he called to him in Genesis 12, 1, and he said, Abram, go forth from this land to the land that I have prepared for you. And Abram led his family into that land. Um, Again, I I just cannot imagine at 75, let's start out for a whole new place. And they came to Bethel, and they journeyed on into the region of the Negev, uh, the south part of Israel. And God promised a blessing to Abram, and he later made his covenant with him, and he changed his name to Abraham and Sarai's name to Sarah. God spoke to and met with Abram. And he challenged Abraham to to a life of faith and integrity. 
And then even in his old age, at 100 years old, a son of promise was born to Abraham and to Sarah when she was 90 years old. And Abraham and Sarah give us an example of the journey of faith, of friendship with God, to trust God and believe that he will guide and direct every step of our journey, every step of our path. He is God Almighty, the all-sufficient God. He provides all that we need. We really appreciate this verse found in James 2.23, and Abraham believed God, and it was reckoned to him as righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. You know, it's God's desire for each of us to experience a personal walk with the Lord and to be called a friend of God. Life is a journey, and it is our prayer that you may continue to walk with God. Thank you for joining us as we walk with God. This is Brenda McCord. Walt and I are thankful for this opportunity to participate with the Awakening in America and outreach of the Himmelreich Memorial Christian Library. Friends, Brenda and I will be leading a Bible study tour in the land of Israel. We will walk where Jesus walked, and we would love to meet you in person there in Israel. The dates for the trip are November 8th through the 19th of this year, 2022. Um, Check out the link for the Walk with God Israel tour in the show notes below.